0: BLOB TALK RADIO have a good effort, Tim
1: Thomasick. Tim, a lot of times we've had you on only once or twice. You've been anxious to get on again. You didn't think it would be in this circumstance. Oh, no. Jeepers, creepers, not, not at all. Everybody who works doesn't even probably know I'm on. I do uh, work at Chalco. Hello, everybody from Bay. I love you, Mom and Dad
0: and everybody. Eh? Yes, I feel like I deserve oh. to come out tonight and give the crowd what they're paying for because some guys seem to be forgetting and thinking that i'm a nice guy something i am nice but i'm awful crucial with these hands
2: one i don't need chicken though. one two
0: i didn't challenge me with it someone's tri- primitive skills they're just as good as dead
1: no i'm not a blue not a uh, blue, uh it's a good band all up my do some good body shots but uh core game on 100 i
0: do set up for Saturday night for hey yeah. man, I'm
1: gonna go home and break my wife's hip. I yeah. ain't had yeah. sex with her in a while. No, no, no. She's gonna feel the pain. Oh yeah. It's
0: a reasonable pleasure, Mr. Hill. She might be tripping for me. So if anybody out there want to donate and build it to the safety and Miss Thompson, alright, I've been doing this. I ain't been up and fell off. I've been to the Linda Lewis era, the Nasim Hamer era, the Sugarshan Mosa era, the African La Hoya era, Mark Ganton Barrella, I've been through all the eras. And I still been here. Give me mine.
1: We had to go throw bag, baby. I, I had to hear uh,
2: creepers.
1: Yeah, I had to. Hear, oh, I work at Shopko. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> Keepers, creepers. I I couldn't go without hearing that. And and you know I I was thinking about it too the other day. The uh the Roy Jones speech portion of it is one of the coolest, like coolest speeches I think I've ever heard in a boxing, like. Excuse me, like a boxing promo. To, I've been through the Nassim Ahmed era. I've been through the Lennox Lewis era. Like, just hearing him name all these people off, oh man, mm-hmm. it, it just reminds you how good he was. Um, yeah. We got a fun show tonight coming up very shortly after Reddit, our first break. Uh, we will have Marlon Sims coming on talking some more Minnesota boxing. I'm excited to chat with this fine gentleman. I don't, I don't know a ton about him, so it'll be nice to, to powwow and get to know him a little bit. Uh, obviously we need to talk the HBO and each the ESPN and HBO shows from Saturday night, two tremendous cards. I, um, both HBO matches and the main event in the ESPN match. I 100% was a fan of all of those matches. I can't wait to talk about all three bouts. Um, they were all really good in their own way, which is why I'm so excited to talk about them. Um, Myself and Elijah, uh, if you don't know, it's it's, uh, and I I don't even know if Elijah knows this, so I'm gonna have to inform him. But it's actually Thanksgiving in our home six months early. Elijah, did you know that?
2: I uh, I had no idea. How how was that?
1: Because we have to eat the biggest bird we've ever eaten in enti- our entire life after what went down on that HBO made event.
2: I'm not eating any. I'm not eating any crow. I don't I don't have to.
1: Oh, we're, I'm going to have to eat it for you because the amount of – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crop these clips for next week of the amount of crap we talked about a certain guy who fought this weekend, uh, literally. I mean, we talked the most abundance of trash about this guy. We may have talked about anyone not named Adonis Stevenson or Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. or the Hebrew Hammer guy because uh, that guy gets crapped yeah. on a lot. And and this guy went out and had the best performance of the entire weekend, Elijah. So whether 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 I have to I'll hit you over the head with a mallet and just feed it to you while you're unconscious. There's crow to be had that because that man made us uh, oh,
2: completely there's wrong. There's,
1: the, there's
2: reasons why he he looked he 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 looked formidable. And... Oh,
1: he, he he physically uh, looked formidable, like. Looking at, like, it looked like um, when you like did you shouldn't be. the old school. It looked like when you did the old school no weight class fights and knockout kings.
2: Yeah, so that's why I'm not really going to eat much crow because it looked to me like he had some major, major unfair, unfair advantages in that fight, and probably <laughs> shouldn't be fighting at that weight. But
1: <laughs> I I'll tell you what, though, that is. Uh... That was uh that was something that I, I will not discredit him because he took an opportunity and he ran with it. So he gets kudos from me. I will I will give him the praise for it at least. Um I I was it blew me away like when, when we watched Billy Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. This guy was getting uh was it was not getting what I thought he was in. But uh that was that was that was a wild fight. Um the Main event on the ESPN show was tremendous. Wow, was that a good fight. Um, as well as the, the undercard, a guy that I have been really excited about that I've talked up on here the last few months, especially since he beat Ronnie Rios, uh, Azat Hovanecian. Excuse me, took on Ray Vargas. Um, I, I got thoughts on that fight. I can't wait to hear Elijah's thoughts on the fight as well. Um, you know, there, there was the other undercard fight. That we had on on ESPN two that I I can't remember it was like, uh, Adamez against Barrera I think I didn't write that one down um, but that was that, that was, was a, a decent fight. Adamez looked really
2: good. Like he looks like he could be a, a guy that could potentially start to make some noise. Big, can box got some power. I, I he he was pretty pretty entertaining to me.
1: Yeah yeah it was it was a. Uh, it was a good showcase fight for him. is, is a great way to put it. So we'll talk about that. Also, we got some news to talk about as well. Uh, uh, you know, Adonis just being Adonis, and I think it's I, I don't know if you saw this. What's going on in August fourth, Elijah? But this this makes me not like Adonis Stevenson even more. Oh, so I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, we also got to talk about the Jose Ramirez Regis Prograis update. With their fight that is going to be looking like it's going to happen next year, but not because of any kind of any BS or anything. I kind of like the idea as to why it's not going to happen yet. So we'll talk that. We'll see if Elijah's checked up on it and get his thoughts as well. Um, a couple other just random news notes, banter's as well, uh, depending how much time gives us. So we got we got a fun little show for you, real quick here. We're gonna have Alex Mello jump in here and take the reins. Uh, no Roman, thankfully and tell you guys about the great deer stands over at FML Solutions and why you need to get on them. Coming this September, we'll be right back. Coming back, stand at 8-Count.
0: Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand.
2: Most people would consider this illegal.
1: illegal. Illegal. What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong Style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got wrestle cast. We got your sports knowledge covered with sports cast You like movies, the pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. ITunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune and more. We are strong style.
0: Just respect my Just respect my Just respect my Just respect my, Just respect my You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run, they have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the pop culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, Lists, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No, What if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Standing A Count Radio. We are back at you. Just kinda just kicking it. A little little smooth tunes, I think is I think is a good way to put it. Um we're just waiting for our guest to buzz in. So while we're waiting here, let's um let's go to a quick news cover. If that's cool, Elijah. I think that's something that if we don't get to finish, it's not that big of a deal because it's not the beginning of a new segment. Um but yeah. the Donna Stevens thing I wanted to bring up to you. Um, so we all know his mandate, uh, Mister. Uh, uh, what's the, what's his Leader name? Leader Alvarez. Alvarez. Yes. Um, let me let me pull this up to be exact because I want to make sure exactly what I read is exactly what I thought I read before I I go into this this whole rant. Uh, yep, that's what I figured. Uh, Leader Alvarez um, apparently is going to essentially get passed again, even after the Badu-Jack fight, uh, I think, which is, what, next weekend? It sounds like yeah. may not happen. Uh, Alito Alvarez is, is now fighting August 4th at the Hard Rock in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, it's the new one they're opening at the end of June. And instead, he's going to be fighting Sergey Kovalev for the WBO title. Kovalev basically said... You know, I now that I've had my wars and I've, I've had my my career event that I needed to have, now it's time to, to get back to giving everyone a shot in boxing. And if, if Adonis Chikinson's going to sit and hide, then I'll give the guy the shot. So Sergey Kovalev steps up and is now giving leader Alvarez his next shot at the title. What do you think about Kovalev? Basically chump calling out Stevenson in my book, saying, if you don't want to do it, then I'll do it. <laughs>
2: well, it's it's good that uh, Alvarez is finally getting a shot. Yay to him! Agreed. <laughs> but I, I I think it's funny. I mean, maybe it's maybe Kovalev's trying to get Alvarez out of the picture, so maybe Stevenson will fight him now.
1: <laughs> God, you know you know what's good? I can I can literally see like if we have like a like a like music. I would be playing it right now because I can literally see this. Kovalev beats leader Alvarez. They shake in the middle of the ring, whatever. Kovalev does his interview. Stevenson, ah, I, I could have done the same thing as you, Kovalev. You just didn't let me fight him and you paid him more money. I'm the real champ. And then we know where that goes. Like, <laughs> I just, I cannot believe that Alvarez... Is is basically going to a different commission to get a title shot. I mean, it, it, even even not in ink, that basically is is telling us that he knew he was going to get passed again. Yeah. he was going to get paid to not take the fight. Um, oh, that drives me nuts.
2: It's insane. I'm, it's insane that he can get passed over so many times. But I I mean, it's also like I said, it's good. Uh it could be a good strategy for Kovalev because if he wins, you know, then that's a guy that is probably off of Stevenson's list now. And you know. I agree
1: with, with that thought too, because if I'm Kovalev, you know, now I'm kind of at the, you know, I think Kovalev you could kind of say is in that Golovkin role where he's kind of nearing the the end. He's not going to improve per se. I mean, he may stay as good, but he's not going to improve. And, you know, so he's got to take the big fights now if he's going to try to accrue all these titles again, especially with guys like Bevole and uh, Better Beev in the in the weight class with these titles. So I like yeah. the idea of going out and fighting one of the big fish. And if you knock him off, you get him out of the list right away. And that's mm-hmm. one down. So kudos yeah. to him for that. But I just, I could not believe that he's not going to fight Adonis Stevenson again. I mean this is this is literally I I went and watched him fight Isaac Chalemba on that Koval Award undercard to get I think the winner became the mandatory and it would have been mm-hmm. his third time as the mandatory and this was November of sixteen. Yeah. He still hasn't gotten a shot. Yeah, it's crazy. You know at what point if you're the governing body, I think because I think Stevenson has the the WBC, the big green belt. If yeah. you know, at what point if you're if you're Mauricio Suleiman do you go look? If you ain't gonna fight him, I'm taking this belt from you because this is ridiculous. You're not doing me any favors by just sitting up in Mo- you know in Montreal or wherever, not defending the title anyway.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, may- maybe Badu Jack wins and then this like cures the situation.
1: Oh, I've never been a bigger Badu Jack before until now. <laughs> <laughs> I am all in on Banu Jack coming out and beating Adonis Stevenson because this just this this just blows my mind that he's he's just not fighting him. Yeah. I, uh, kudos, kudos to, to Kovalev. I watched. Um, I I remember I had I had texted you something about the uh, the the Kovalev Ward thing. How I how I thought it was terrible that these guys, you know, continuously got a got a bad rap and you know, didn't draw enough for their for their fight like they should have. And um there was an interview with with Kovalev where he was talking of basically was talking about how um the Andre Ward thing was one of the best things to happen to him because he's he's he knew like he he looked at the first fight and he knew you know that that's that's one of the most you can argue both sides of the fence close decisions I may have ever seen, obviously live, but you know just in general, and you know and that shouldn't yeah. have to fuel the fuel the rematch. And he talked about how Andre Ward made him a better fighter because he went into the to the rematch with the exact same mindset that he he was in. I know I know I can drop him, I just need to, to take him out. And he, he said he trained every single day sparring all these rounds, all these rounds. And by the week of the fight, he went, oh, my God, I've just, I've overworked myself so hard that I got to finish them early or I'm g- he's going to take me out in the late rounds, which is what cost me the last time. And then, you know, and then he says, meanwhile, Andre Ward is just te- tr- teaching it, uh, treating it just like in every, you know, any other fight he's ever had. And he said it's made him learn how to condition better and to plan better and be more patient in the ring. So he, you know, he, he does all this putting over Andre Ward credit and I was, I was going to make him better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, I'm looking, going, okay, you know, great, great. You know, let's, let's, move, let's move past this because you guys got to, you know, pardon my French, but a shit end of the stick with those pay per view buys. Because those are fun yeah. fights, regardless of how, you know, the second one only going eight rounds. Those were really fun fights. Yeah. So now I'm I look at Kovalev I'm going okay he's he's going to take a different approach, you know he's going to plan better and he's not going to try to kill the guy in two rounds, you know he's going to be ready to to go the distance, and then I see him now he's going to take this leader Alvarez fight And I'm going okay, I know you fought the guys before but I like that you're, it just it feels different to me that he's not, just going boom 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 I want everything like, it just it feels like a better approach and I feel like it's a smarter approach. And I, I think Alvarez is going to take him into deeper waters, and I think it'll be a perfect test for him. Where if he gets through it, maybe as you said, maybe he does crawl. Uh, get Adonna Stevenson to come out and think he's vulnerable. You know, maybe it yeah. has the Golovkin Jacobs approach that Canelo thought he had going into the fight.
2: Yeah, definitely, and you know, it just it's it's probably good for Kovalev to just kind of slowly. You know, not too slowly, but, you know, it's kind of bring himself back into the fold, you know, and not rush things or go too quickly about getting himself back because, I mean, that was a pretty tough... Uh, those were some pretty tough fights with Andre Ward, especially the, the second one was a pretty tough loss. So I think, I think he's doing the right thing and kind of just learning from his mistakes. And, like, oh, I think these Andre Ward fights have kinda of taught him a lot about himself actually. So
1: Yeah. And and I I thought they were, you know you know, I almost wish we would have got to see Ward maybe like three, four years younger, so then we could have seen the two of them go on from this and see how their careers change. And then maybe yeah. they venture back near the end of it and we could have got another fight out of it. So that that was the only thing that I was kinda of like dang about. But I mean, you know, I mean, Wards went on and said he has nothing left to do after that. You know, he'd never been dropped. He, You know, it it took a lot out of him with how hard Kovalev punches. And Kovalev said, you know, it it doesn't – he reiterated, too, which I was – it made me happy that there was no complaining when he said, you know, I felt like they shouldn't have stopped the fight, but I'm not going to kid you and say that I would have, you know, I was going to win the fight. You know, so he – he may have still disputed a little bit that the stoppage early, but he he didn't say he was going to win. He's like, I mean, I had no legs left, regardless, and you could tell by the body shots he was giving me,
2: and it made me yeah. realize I
1: have to change. And he, you know, and and if you look at it, he changed trainers, which surprised me too. I mean, we you know we know Virgil Hill and him didn't necessarily get along the best as it was and John, John Jackson. Uh, yes, John Jackson. Thank you, thank you. Uh, um, so it you know it it helped him, and you know now. Ironically it's helping a leader Alvarez coming back to stemming to what you know what brings us together. So it it should be interesting to see where these guys go. If if you you know, on your end, if you're Kovalev, you take out a leader alvarez and you do the job that, that Adonna Stevenson should have done. If you don't get Stevenson, are you trying to go after Bavol or better be of right away? Are you gonna kind of just keep easing your way through it?
2: You know, I think. I think you need like I think you need to. If you beat Leader Alvarez and Stevenson, you know you can't get a Stevenson fight. I think you need to move on and go after one of the young guns. Yeah, because if if Stevenson doesn't fight, if Stevenson. Decides to not fight you or, like, you can't get a fight with Stevenson, whether it be because of promoters or because he doesn't want to fight you or whatever. Whatever the case is, if you still can't get a Stevenson fight this far down the line, it's probably never going to happen. So you got to move on to possibly better things. So I definitely say he wins Alvarez – and him and Stevenson can't hook up, then he tries to go after one of the young guns.
1: God, one hundred seventy five just, just continues to to rebound quite. Well, nicely I mean, after who, that. who knows
2: who knows who knows if if Batu Jack, you know, if Badu Jack beats Stevenson, who knows if Kovalev and Batu Jack don't end up fighting?
1: I would I think that would be a fun fight too. I I know that the, you know, if if we want to go the 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 great hope that we've been getting, where you know these four champions are breaking off into these mini tournaments, like the heavyweights are hoping to do. In a perfect world, if Jack beats Stevenson, you know, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want Stevenson. The only reason I would say I would want Stevenson to win is I would I want to see Stevenson finally fight Kovalev. I yeah. feel that's a fight that us as the fans deserved because those were the two be-all, end-alls of that division, and the one guy kept asking for the... I mean, Kovalev Kovalev can't get the fight, so what does he do? He gets Andre Ward to fight him twice. Stevenson just sits there and just, "Oh, oh, oh, man, okay, does nothing. And it just... It's like no, dude. This the, the other guy that's that's your equal in this division, even though he's got three to year one. Is putting three belts on the line against the pound, the arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the world, and you're gonna go sit on your couch with hot cocoa. Like, <laughs> why? Where's your? Where's your? I want to. You know what I mean? Like, where's your want? I guess I is my know. problem with. The thing is, where's your? Nope, I'm gonna. I'm gonna shut him up. I would be sick of this guy calling me out every time, if I'm a, you know, oh. So I think that's part of the reason. But you know, I think I think it'd be awesome to watch Kovalev fight Jack. But I think they should pair off if they, for some reason, do it. Better Beev and Bivol should be paired off with one of the vets. And you know, you do, you know, a Kovalev Bivol Better be a Badu Jack fight, and then put yeah. you know, get the two. Instead of the two young guns Because maybe the two young guns can throw in the two vets, And then it starts a whole new You know 10 year run Of light heavyweights which would be cool too
2: Yeah it's very possible That those two could Could could
1: spoil things God, Dimitri, Dimitri's ball is so rough <laughs> Dude is yeah. so rough uh, Yeah so next You know next Saturday the 19th uh in Toronto it's on Showtime Adonis Stevenson badu jack for the WBC light heavyweight also that night in uh Oxon Hill, Maryland they're doing a uh split cast Gary Russell Jr. is facing uh Joseph Diaz Jr. for uh Gary Russell's uh, that's going to be a
2: good, that's going to be a good fight. Do you know who is I'm on the forth.
1: undercard of the Gary Russell fight?
2: Um I don't remember
1: uh Gary, Antoine, Russell.
2: Oh, one of his brothers, is it one of his brothers?
1: And then also Gary Antonio Russell. There is three Gary Russells in the three main events on this show.
2: <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> I I had to look at that three times while you were talking about Stevenson like, wait a minute. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? So those those will be fun. It'll it'll be interesting. And, you know, Badu Jack could be the guy that comes in and plays spoiler to Stevenson. What I want to know is what is Stevenson's M.O. after this fight? If he beats Badu Jack, how much bullcrap do we hear come out of his mouth? And then he goes back into hiding. Or oh, does he no. really step up? Because what, what is Stevenson? Is he like 38?
2: He's getting up there in age. He's been... He he started boxing late and he's kind of been around for a while. He's, he's starting to get up there in age. Um, let's see here. How old is Adonis Stevenson? You know, I mean, he could always have a rubber. He could always fight Fonfara again. Ugh. Do I or, have or a. Maybe, or maybe, or maybe nope. he could have uh, David Hay come out of retirement. I oh, know, <laughs> David Hay didn't retire. David Hay didn't retire, but maybe because he he'd be like, David Hay, come fight me.
1: Do you think David Hay should come out to the ring to Crucial Conflict?
2: <laughs> he was, um, <laughs> Stevenson was born in '77. Okay. So he's getting up there. He's, uh, what, I'm, thir- I'm 37, 3. He is like 40 now. Jeez. So, uh,
1: Yeah, so, so right here, after weeks of speculation, it's now a done deal with w, what WBO World Light heavyweight champion Sergey Krusher Kovalev will be defending on August 4th against leader Alvarez at the Hard Rock. Judging from the lack of talks this morning since the announcement of the fight, it appears that the boxing fans aren't too thrilled with the no, the news. The basic problem is Kovalev has had two underwhelming fights in a row against Igor Mikulkin and Vyacheslav Shabransky. Alvarez 34 is not a big enough step up from those two to get the fans eager to see this match. Instead of fighting Alvarez, Kovalev should have opted to fight one of the following: Marcus Brown, Dmitry Bivol, Artur Beterbiev, Alexander Vodzik, Anthony Yarde, Badu Jack, or Adonis Stevenson. One of those guys would have likely agreed to fight to a fight with Kovalev. Let's let's break this down before I go through this article here, cuz I, I have problems with this. I don't know if you do. But First thing I'm going to say is I don't think Marcus Brown at this age or Anthony Yarday are bigger names than Alina Alvarez.
2: No way. Not at all.
1: Um, next question. (laughs) Alexander Kvodzik. Yes, that's a great name, but I don't think he's done enough to deserve it. No. um, Badu Jack could be cool. I'm not going to lie about that, but who knows if he's going to want to stay at 175. So what if yeah. he wants to do 168 again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dimitri Bivol and Artur Beterbiev, we've talked about that. They actually talked about it on HBO as well. So, okay, I understand those. That was something that got mentioned. But why yeah. the hell is this going to say that Adonis Stevenson is going to fight him? Like... <laughs> The guy who wrote this article obviously hasn't watched boxing in the last seven, eight years when Kovalev's been on top,
2: because yeah.
1: he's he's I mean Stevenson's been punked out by Max Kellerman in a boxing ring. So <laughs> like, I already have a problem with it, you know. I'm who am I calling out here on this? Alan Fox. So that kind of bothers me. So going through those names, aside from Bevel or better Beev. Stevenson, yes, would be the one But he's not going to take the fight I don't see anything wrong with Leader Alvarez I'm a boxing fan, you're a boxing fan We actually are excited that Alvarez is getting a shot And want to see this So I think mean, that's the null and void part um, And, on top of that Leader Alvarez is, obviously is The number one ranked by the WBC That's why he's the mandatory And I know the WBA's got him at number two So you mean to tell me the number one and number two By two governing bodies Which the WBO, who he's fighting for, has him at number four. That's not a quality opponent.
2: Yeah, I, I, man, I, this guy, this guy's article is a little, little, a little harsh to say the least, and just kind of—I think he's throwing stuff at the wall.
1: Honestly, <laughs> trying to see if something <laughs> sticks. Gets worse. He's been waiting for many years for a title shot. Yep, we just talked about that. But then he wrote, for some reason. Alvarez has chosen to step aside on a couple of occasions when he had the shot to fight WBC light heavyweight champion Don Stevenson. Uh, That is incorrect. They've paid him off to move out of the way. Uh, So, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Alvarez should have fought for a world title already Because he had a late start to his pro career At 25 years old in 2009 After competing in the eight Olympics Alvarez lost to Tony Jeffries And was eliminated Alvarez choosing to not force the issue As Stan- Stevenson's mandatory challenger all these years Might have enabled him to hold on to his WBC title A lot longer than he otherwise would have We'll never know for sure Because Alvarez passed up this opportunity To fight for a world title You gotta be kidding me when That Alvarez doesn't make sense when did Alvarez pass up this opportunity? I, oh, apparently all those zeros on those paychecks said he passed them up. Um, that's ridiculous. An uh, actual quote from a fighter, so this is this this, this I can believe out of it. <laughs> and I oh, I love the way this is worded. Uh, Sergey Kovalev is quoted saying Alvarez has earned his title shot, but Chickenson dodged him just like he dodged me. I want to fight the best in my division. Alvarez took the fight with me without hesitation. I respect it. I'm excited to face him in my return to Atlantic City. So even Stevenson's getting punked out in quotes. Kovalov's even <laughs> talking about how Stevenson ducked both of them. I don't understand what this guy's talking about. Um, he says the fans are asking for Kovalov to fight WBA Light Heavyweight Champion Dmitry Bivol and IBF holder Arthur Better Alvarez was not the type of fight That Kovalev needs for him to rebuild His shattered reputation from his two defeats Against Andre Ward I don't think he has a shattered reputation He came back and won a title in his first fight um, But okay uh, When you've been beaten like Kovalev was uh, He was beaten once Pretty bad but I thought the second was pretty Or the first was pretty even You've got to go the extra mile by taking on The fighters that the boxing public wants To see you fight That would be Adonis Stevenson the better be of Badu Jack, or Brown. I okay.
2: Ooh. I don't think I don't I don't think uh I don't think losing to Andre Ward in back to back fights is something that is like dis like, like career destroying. I mean it's Andre Ward for Christ's sakes.
1: And not only it's is it not, Andre Ward the first fight was a pickem.
2: Yeah, the first fight was close like it was close. I mean, I had Ward winning, but it could have went either way. It's not uh, like 100%. he uh, It's not like he had called Chavez and be like, "Hey, move up to move up to light heavyweight and come fight me, Chavez Jr." and he lost to Chavez Jr. or something. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so some dude uh uh says Uh, Alan Fox How is Kovalev supposed to fight Stevenson uh, to please you When Stevenson hasn't wanted to fight In four years Stevenson who has taken on a string of no hopers Or Jack who just moved up in weight Is with Heyman just like Stevenson Is about to fight Stevenson Stop reaching
2: (laughs) Yeah that dude is is reaching for the sky
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh Somebody said uh, Alvarez is very underrated. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody is. just named Real said, you need more crack. Uh, oh Zegel, hey, what a useless crap of an article. This should be a good match. Kovalev beats everyone not named better, B ever, Bivol. Poor Kovalev was tricked by the system twice, now probably given some opportunity to get fed. Alvarez is a bigger test for Kovalev than Brown. It's going to be a good fight. So true, but Mr. Fox Must whine and bitch and claim Brown should be a better opponent I hope so, because I haven't cared much Otherwise <laughs> Man, this dude's getting clowned This guy, man, I'm glad I finished that article <laughs> um, Wow So that was just, that was my main News article that I, I, I Saw it earlier today and I went You've got to be kidding me So I'm glad we checked that out um,
2: Stevenson continues to Piss Ryan Cook off
1: it just, It's just I, I tell you I tell you man I'm not an MMA guy As much as I used to be Like I'll, I'll watch I'll all the you all <laughs> I'll tell you what this time I'll stamp. tell you what But They need one governing body To just make these fights Because yeah. if, if, if Stevenson would have been stripped Four years ago like it's it's like a charade. He's running around like I'm not gonna fight Kovalev. I'm gonna fight Ashley Theopane. Man, you know, Thia, like,
2: Ashley Theopane would have to move up lots of weight classes to fight. uh Donna Payne Broner. Huh?
1: That's what I, I Payne fought Broner, wasn't it?
2: I, yeah, I believe so.
1: That was that, there's a reason I remember him because I remember he fought some guy I hate wearing yellow. And the only people I've ever seen wear mustard yellow uh, was Bronner and Stevenson.
2: In Reverse Flash.
1: So. <laughs> uh, Daniel Hoya uh, tells he's called on quote scared Triple D Triple G to sign the contract for September with Canelo. <laughs> I don't even. I don't Oscar. even know. I don't even know if I'm, I don't even want to read that article. That's I'm Oscar
2: Oscar was Oscar was happy for for a second for a second there during that <laughs> Lomachenko lenares fight. He was When he stood did, up did ah! you did you see did you see the guy did you see the guy in the background when Oscar stood up? It was like cheesing and there's a guy in the background with a Triple G shirt like photobombing him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they they kept replaying it too. Yeah. And then, and then I was into him doing that.
0: Uh,
1: maybe, maybe this will excite you. I know it's not what we want, but uh, not it won't be in August as they were planned because of some personal issues. So it might be September. the uh, Rungvisai is going to be having a rematch with Ron with Juan Francisco Estrada.
2: Ooh, that should be a good one. Yeah, I'll take it. Them flyweight yeah. guys. Dang it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when he
0: Yeah.
1: Adrian Browner <laughs> made his uh his next fight offer. Oh did Already? you hear who, Yep, he um <laughs> uh Adrian Salka? the uh, Browner. Who'd you say? Rob Salka. <laughs> no, he actually asked uh, Timothy Bradley to come out and fight him.
2: Oh, speaking of Timothy Bradley, man, he is he is terrible. On commenting?
1: Uh, yes. That, uh, that one with him and Stephen A. Smith was, was not a good show that they did before. And then they kept... They got rid of Stephen A. Smith they kept Tim Bradley. I'm like, why is he still here? But uh, Tim Bradley says, thanks for the offer. I am not interested. What is what is Bronner doing? I don't know.
2: What I don't know he... why he would ask. I don't know why he would ask... Uh... Bradley to come out of retirement and fight.
1: Why would you do that? So that that was pretty entertaining. Um, we can get we'll get into that Tim Bradley stuff. One of the articles that I did want to get into uh, that I had written down here. I, it looks like uh, our, our guest uh, may have fallen asleep or something. So we're just gonna. I think we're just gonna keep on here. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe he comes on later. But uh, uh, WBC light. Walterweight champion Jose Ramirez and WBC interim 140-pound champion Regis Prograis will not be fighting each other next. Uh, Ramirez, who is promoted by top rank, will be defending against WBC-rated number 21-ranked Danny O'Connor on July 7th on the top Rank boxing on ESPN show instead. It is unclear why top rank has decided to match Ramirez against the non-contender. There are a lot of contenders in the top 15 that would have been a far better option than O'Connor, who has been beaten in the past by Gabriel Bracero and Vivian Harris, of all people.
2: Vivian uh, Harris?
1: <laughs> uh, those two fighters were both up there in age when they beat O'Connor as well. Harris beat O'Connor by a 10-round split in 2014. Bracero stopped him in the first round in 2015. Do you ah, okay. Vivian Harris.
2: Vivian What's Harris is like an up and coming. Vivian Harris was like an up and coming star. Like he was thought of to be like one of the next like really really good fighters, and then he met a guy named Carlos Mousa, and Carlos Mousa pretty much ruined him. <laughs>
1: Did he just smoke him, and then like ended his career?
2: Well, it didn't really end his career. It just Mousa like had a major, Mausa, like, it was a major upset when when Mausa beat him. Like, and, you know, he just kind of was never the same. He won, he won a couple, he won, like, three fights after that, but then he was just never really the same after that. Like, he actually, <laughs> he lost to Carlos Mausa. And then um Martin, he beat, uh he beat the guy who, by unanimous by unanimous decision who so beat up so bad that he is just carrying a suitcase around after <laughs> Oh my Martell god are Logan. You kidding me? Oh. Yeah, Vivian Harris So So yeah, I remember watching that Carlos Moussa fight and I was like in shock when he when he knocked out Vivian Harris
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how it um it tell it it goes back to suitcase man. <laughs> that that's gotta be still... one of the
2: funniest stories. Like that's oh gotta be one of the funniest God. stories I've ever heard.
1: I have I have never laughed so hard hearing hearing him say this dude was just carrying around in his suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know you know that kind of reminds me of um, uh, who was I thinking of? What, was it the? See, I feel like I feel like it wasn't that fight though. What fight? Could have been. I mean, when uh, cause I see, I was thinking of a, of a fight, but I thought it, I, I didn't. I don't remember this fight as a DQ, but it kind of reminds me of Tony Harrison. You know, he's twenty one and zero, and then he lost to Willie Nelson. But I thought I didn't yeah. I remember that thing in a DQ. I thought he got stopped. Who got stopped? Tony Harrison. I thought that was his first his first loss was he got I don't remember being a DQ. Yeah,
2: I don't. It was it was a while back. I don't, I don't
1: remember either. Because I I thought he was winning the fight and then got cocky and got caught because it was when Demetrius started getting into him. Because I know he got yeah. he got, out by Jarrett Heard because that's how Heard got his title. Um, he yeah. just defeated Ishae Smith, but yeah, that's the only reason I was like, huh, that was kind of interesting, but. Back to the back to the Ramirez, it, it, gets, even, it gets even weirder with these fights. Prograce then will be fighting one week later after Ramirez on July 14th against possibly unbeaten Juan Jose Velasco. Uh, Velasco's 19-0, 11-KOs, the main event on the ESPN at the Late Front Arena at the University of New Orleans. The 31-year-old Argentinian Velasco needs to win his eight-round fight uh, that's going on tonight against Jorge Martin Garcia, in Buenos Aires for him to get the match against Prograce on the 14th. Velasco, though, isn't ranked in the top 50 by the WBC. Um, so that's a big deal though because Prograce isn't a world champion. He's still just the interim. So Ramirez is going and fighting a guy ranked 20, what, was, what did I say? It was 21 mm-hmm. by the WBC and then Prograce is fighting a guy outside of the top 50. So it's it kind of made me wonder why are these two not fighting like they were Both wanting to Turns out um, The reason being Prograce is expected to Enter the World Boxing Super Series Light welterweight tournament if he gets past Velasco So that's why the fight is happening Yeah, that's why I was like okay this gets good Prograce could pick up the IBF And WBA, WBA Titles in the World Boxing Series tournament And have those belts next year When he attempts to face Ramirez for the WBC Title If Progress enters the tourney, there's no way he'll be able to fight Ramirez in 2018. The fight will need to wait until the tournament is done before Progress and Ramirez can face each other. Um, The fight could potentially be a little little bit bigger by then. However, with the matchmaking that's being done by top-ranked Ramirez and with the making that's being done for Progress' promoter, it's highly unlikely that the Ramirez-Progress fight will be substantially bigger. For the fight to get bigger, Ramirez and Prograce will need to be fighting quality opposition that the boxing fans have heard of. Ramirez's title defense against O'Connor and Progress's fight against the equally little-known Velasco are not big enough fights in their match to get into a big fight. Could be the only downfall. But I, I look at the, the possibility about this is it it could we could see three belts on the line uh, when they fight next year if Progress wins this tournament. So I yeah. think for that reason, and I like the idea. You you concur? Progress in the tournament.
2: Yeah, I do concur. I, I I wanted to know who else is going to be. Did they have they decided who else is going to be in the tournament?
1: Um, doesn't list anybody yet. Um, if I had to, let me let me really quick flip my fingers, uh, on here and pull up this list here. Um, I said WBA and IBF is what he could come out with, correct? Yeah. So let's just look at who's got the one forty titles. Is it Mikey Garcia has one? I think. Um oh it's oh oh okay. Um the WBO and the IBF titles are both vacant.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: And then Cairo Relic has the WBA title. So it could okay. be we're where he could come out with both titles that are vacant. Then Mikey Garcia is the one thirty-five. Okay, I, I knew that. I should have known that. So, could be interesting. Could be interesting. I'm I'm a little intrigued to see where this may go, um, especially I, cause I, I'm, I'm I hope d- boxing doesn't.
2: I like the tournament format. I hope boxing starts doing more of the tournament formatting formatting for some of the titles.
1: Uh, do you have any interest? Eddie Hearn wants Amir Khan to fight. Adrian Broner, and Andre Ward to fight Tony Ballou for his streaming platform DAZN? Um, I don't... I mean, Tony. I, li- I like Tony
2: Ballou. He's a, he's a good fighter, and he's cocky, and can talk trash, and he's pretty funny and stuff. But I just don't see Andre Ward coming out of retirement to move up to fight the heavyweight. I just so I don't see it happen. And then... This-
1: Oh, sorry.
2: Sorry, keep going. My apologies. Oh, and, uh, I was going to say, Khan-Broner, that would be an interesting fight just because they're both good fighters. And it, it would be fun to see how um, how Khan kind of, if Khan is going to put pressure on Broner with his hand speed and stuff. I, I like. I, I would like that fight.
1: I, I, I would like to see Khan and, and I feel like Khan, you know if once again if he sticks to his game plan, I think he would beat Bronner. I don't I don't think yeah Bronner doesn't scare me when I saw what Khan could do for part of a fight against Canelo. Yeah. You know? Um mm-hmm. and, and with I, I think the one thing that helps Khan even more is you know, we all talk about how much Bronner starts off slow, especially. Mm-hmm. With how fast con starts, that could be problems from Bronner. Yeah. Um, so tying back to that E. Hearn thing last week with that U.S. expansion, all those names I gave you, Hearn has signed an eight-year, $1 billion deal streaming. Uh, it's a streaming deal with the Dazen, D A Z N company this week to give 32 fights a year. 16 of the fights will be in the uk and 16 will be in the u.s They're, it's not being called pay-per-view for some reason but the fans will have to pay each month so it's just a basic streaming service hearn says that he'll put on four blockbuster fights each year um those fights though will presumably be on actual pay-per-view it's possible okay. that hearn will make john Bronner and ward bellew uh bellew on the pay-per-view in the states uh, American boxing fans don't really know who Tony Blue is, though, so that'll be a very tough one to sell. Ward isn't a pay per view fighter as well. We saw that in his last two fights against Koval, which brought less than huge numbers on pay per view. Which just uh it still bothers me so much, man. Yeah, That's kind of one of things like
2: there you know. were two two entertaining fights, man. Like two very, very entertaining fights.
1: <sighs> it's I I still to this day will say it's because they didn't give the fans anything exciting or noteworthy to go, Ooh, there's animosity. Like I still feel like that was the problem with the fight. I, I just yeah. really do. And we saw in the second fight, there was way more interaction between the two, but it was like, okay, g- good job. You yeah. Know, I, you said that. Like I rewatched an Andre Ward interview where um they were like you know Kovalev said da 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 da, da or you know da da da, and, and Ward was like, yeah you know me and my team's ready and you know I, I and, and you could tell he was like, how should I react to this and it was like okay, and people just it's 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 a, I I blame McGregor and Floyd, people expect. War-
2: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was, that that was basically it. it just people seem okay. to expect what Floyd and Conor do on these press conferences. to because to, even Canelo and Golovkin at least had a little animosity between each other because of the history yeah. and I mean the name value with Canelo. But come on, man, just you know, get it out of. Sorry, they're not talking smack like Holyfield and Lennox did there at the end. Like it, it, let it, let it just just order it and watch a great fight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ward is always like really like Ward's never really been much of a talker. He's kinda of always carried himself with a very um with a lot of I guess you could say class and just um professionalism. So he's never really been the guy type of guy to talk a ton. You know, he just kinda of lets his lets his fighting do the talking I guess.
1: And you can't understand what Cobalt is saying half the time because he doesn't speak the greatest English. Yeah, and, and his trainer didn't do nothing for. But but I mean, you know, people should people should expect that. Like, if people are mad that that Ward doesn't run his mouth, you know, I understand, you know, to some people. But look what look what his nickname is.
2: S-O-G, you know? Son of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I saw a guy and his name was Son of God, I wouldn't expect him to be dropping cuss words at somebody. Yeah. So it's like, come on, people. Just, I don't know, you know, not not trying to stray back to that because it's still all, all of this still. I think brings me to just anger within boxing fans. I think because yeah. I blame boxing fans for for some of these fights not selling, even though they, you know, boxing fans go. The thing that's killing boxing is you don't we don't have the best fighters fight. Okay, Kovalev and Ward fought each other twice, and he didn't buy it.
2: Yeah, the and they time, were they were entertaining fights.
1: And and you you look at the time, Ward. Everyone said, "Well, Ward is one or two pound for pound." it's just he's been inactive, so he's not ranked there. And Kovalev yeah. is like two or. Three. Okay, what more do you want? They <laughs> one moved into a different weight class, and they gave they each Kovalev defended his belt against three three quality opponents. To, to stay in shape where Ward got into shape fighting three guys. So you had three the they I don't know. Like it just it was it sucked. And you know you, you you know I look I look at a guy like Isaiah, you know, who who became a boxing fan probably twenty sixteen and you know he was he he drove over for Lomachenko, you know, even so yeah. he's getting into it and enjoying it. He loved that fight. The first thing he said to me was man – I, I, I thought, you know, Kovalev, Kovalev won, but Ward won, and I totally understand why he won because I watched the way that he fought. I want nothing more to, than to see a rematch to see if Kovalev can decisively beat him or if Ward can return the favor and put Kovalev on the canvas. This is coming yeah. from a guy who had never loved boxing and decided to go to Vegas to watch the fight, and he left yeah. stoked watching the second one. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me that people fans for twenty years didn't want to watch that fight?
2: Yeah. Uh, trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Be older
2: by
1: uh, fans. So it'll be interesting to see if if this streaming service that that he's now a part of if he can lock these fights because you know we already said it. war does nothing to prove. He has no reason to do it. Um yeah. And if he didn't sell against Kovalev, why is he going to go in there and fight Tony Ballou, who most American fans don't know anything about? It's it's a it's a pointless fight for him. Yeah. And he's he's been great on HBO. I love listening to Andre Ward, especially since they put him on the fight game. He had yeah, that, that interview a couple last show it was I think uh, I, I'm trying to remember who he interviewed, but it was a really good interview.
2: Yeah, Andre Ward Andre Ward is definitely great to listen to on the on the show. So I mean he's gonna be on HBO for the foreseeable future, like why well, go back in the boxing now? Especially when you have to move up a weight class again to fight Tony Ballou because it's gonna be a heavyweight.
1: Yeah. Like I mean unless they try to do a cruiserweight. But he isn't Or catch I mean, weight what, or something. because yeah, I mean what isn't cruiserweight still two hundred?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I mean I got to yeah crew- cruise rates two hundred, so it's not like he's jumping up seven f- pounds to fight Kovalev. he's gotta go two hundred or twenty five yeah that's no I'm good man, I'm good if what your username is right now in the stream is what I would tell Eddie heard, man but, <laughs> I do it in a much nicer way <laughs> um. I'm gonna do a little digging for some other news and notes. Um, we're already approaching the top of the second hour here, so let's let's take another break. Um I don't know if you wanna check with with our guests and see if maybe he was thinking he was gonna come on at eleven ten and communication just got missed. Uh, but otherwise, after our break, let's come back and let's talk about these fights that happened last weekend. And then we can kind of close out looking at the calendar for the rest of May. How's that sound?
2: Sounds great. We'll
1: be right back after this. We're talking some HBO and ESPN. Man, I cannot say HBO and ESPN together. It's like what I was trying to say Loyola, Chicago during the tournament on can. <laughs> <laughs> Come back at ya. See my life, is like a movie, no rewinding, killing mics like I got a license, Bitch, in my belief don't have religion, just a higher power, who power, I'm not so happy with it, but I take a breath, regain my focus, check my feet when I'm walking, see if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal, I'm always sort of clear the air for the real, that's why
0: I'm aiming at the grill, man, cause that's how I feel, nobody being sincere, we need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician you want to get your music heard on the show, send the mp3 over
1: to Soda Sound at StrongStyleMedia.com. Enut Enut This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I gotta tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. fifty, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 forty-eight, but I feel like I'm twenty-six. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang bang. Oh, my God.
0: SportsCast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jistra. We're gonna be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, box, black books, public that weird sport where do the hurdles jump puddles on track and field. Alright, maybe not that one. But from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. SportsCast Radio. I won't deny you, I'm a straight rider You do Got the bullies, But, the but can't do Nothing to let do, do.
1: To to like bullies, get Yeah Sing it, sing it <laughs> Nah, I'm good <laughs> 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 that's funny. Um it is it is now officially official. Um the all in show that's going to be in Chicago September 1st, uh the 10,000 seat venue sold out in 29 minutes and 36 seconds today. Jeez. That is incredible. And there's only 148 seats listed on StubHub. Oh so wow. So was it wasn't, wasn't scalpers? bought these tickets oh, oh my gosh we will be uh dead center ring looking right at the ring as we got our tickets thankfully <laughs> nice we we are uh wrestlecast radio is officially all in uh be on the lookout for uh some announcements too uh anyway let's let's talk about these shows uh you want to go espn or hbo first elijah
2: you know what? You, you 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 can pick the show that we talk about first.
1: Ooh, he's throwing it in my boy. Let's let's run with the one that I have some questions for you about. Let's start with the HBO show. Okay. Uh, right off the bat, we saw a 147 pounder look like he fought a 175 pounder in the main event. Yes. Uh, Jaime Mungaya looked like. It looked like we were watching Sergey Lipinye fight Gilberto Ramirez. <laughs> it was unreal, the size differential. Uh, and he he made Saddam Ali pay for it. He caught him in the first couple times. He got the 10-7 and the 10-8, where the 10-9-3rd drops him again in the fourth. Do you think that they should have stopped this fight?
2: Oh, they should have stopped it after the first round, honestly. First to second round. I mean, it was clear that Mungai was just too big and Ali just could not handle his punches. Like, anytime time he punched him cleanly, Ali was like, his eyes were wide open or he was, like, falling over. <laughs> like, it just... I know. I know the corner wants to keep their champion in there, and they want like to give him the biggest chance he can to defend his belt. But I mean, they're just—you have to look at what's going on and see that, and just be like, my my fighter doesn't stand a chance. It's better to get him out of there before we, before he becomes damaged goods or gets hurt too much because he took he took a beat an unnecessary beating that he didn't have to take, probably.
1: And you could see that Saddam Ali had the heart of a champion because he kept getting up. Oh so my god! You had to protect him from himself.
2: And he hit and he hit Mungai with some some really good shots that just did nothing. Like a lot, he there are some really nice counters that Ali hit him with that most guys his size might have like at least like stopped their forward momentum, and Mungaya just. Shrugged him off.
1: Mungaia, they said, hydrated back up to 170.
2: Light heavyweight, like that's just, yeah.
1: That's that's that's
2: why I'm not ready to. That's why I'm not ready to eat crow on Mungaia, because he essentially beat up on a much smaller man that night. The,
1: the only reason I, I I have to eat some is because I mean we, we dogged that guy. Oh man, some of the stuff we said about that dude was brutal.
2: Yeah, we um, we, we we did kind of <laughs> go on a tangent. Well, I mean so so if he fight triple hypothetically if he were to fight Triple G, I think triple G would have knocked the block off, but I mean
1: I will say this. I didn't realize that Ring magazine named him Prospect of the Year last year.
2: Yeah, so I didn't that, know that either.
1: So that made me go, okay, maybe Maybe he will be a little better than I thought he was. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I know he had the size difference, but I think one of the things that threw off Saddam Ali was he caught him with that left out of nowhere that knocked him out, knocked him down in the first round. And I think that was the the whole changer was that one punch. Because I yeah. think if he didn't catch him with that punch, I think it would have been a longer fight. I just yeah. I don't think he was able to recover after that punch. And that was a flush punch. I'll tell you, Mungaya put his punches way better together than I thought he would. I, yeah. will, I will give him that. But I will say this. This makes me wonder, is this... You know, Saddam Ali got the Jesse Vargas fight in 2016. Um, and he, you know, got the loss. And everyone said, wow, maybe he's been derailed. He beats a retiring Kodo. And then this is his output again. Maybe Saddam Ali really just was, you know, one of those guys that was a a prospect that didn't fully fulfill, like like you kind of mentioned with with Vivian Harris. Yeah. You know, Justin Vargas I mean, made his career from beating Ali, and that's how he got the Pacquiao fight.
2: Yeah. I the my the case with Ali is I just think he's kind of a little chinny.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. He's
2: got he's got like all the skills. He just he's not like the most durable fighter in the world. So he's like has potential to get, you know, caught and stopped, but I think he has like very elite skills and he has had a very very good career so far and I still mm-hmm. see him I still see him doing well. But, you know, maybe – maybe I wouldn't quite go Vivian Harris, but he he probably will be, like, an upper-tier fighter, but just not, like, like, moving up multiple weight classes and winning multiple titles in different weight classes. You know what I mean? I think he's just yep. going to be a very good fighter at his weight class, like one of the top he- at his weight class.
1: I know he said he's going to leave it up to his team, which is the obvious answer everyone gives. But if you're Saddam Ali, do you go back to 147, even though it's a little crowded?
2: No, I think I stay where I'm at. I just don't get in the ring with a guy like <laughs> Mungaya. It's, I mean,
1: I was having Vishon versus Fundara flashbacks. This, like, I mean, guy, guy fighting this giant that doesn't look like he belongs. In there, like, what is the yeah. hell?
2: And I mean, kudos to Ali for, for taking the fight. I mean, he didn't have to take this fight, but he took the fight knowing like what the disadvantages were. You know, and yep. and he's and he's defending his titles too, you know? So I mean that like very ballsy.
1: And and that's you know, when a guy like Mungaia was was already training and and ready to get into a fight, so he was already ready for whatever. And that usually, you know, is can be a dis disservice to your champion because they're planning for one fighter. And I, you know, Liam Smith was not the same fighter that he, that he fought on Saturday against no. uh, Jaime. Yeah, you know, I don't think he beats Glovkin, but I think he, I don't think he would have done any worse than uh, Mother Rosen would have.
2: Yeah, I think he gets his block. I think he would have got his not block knocked off. Like, I mean, Bonds Van is mainly did too, though. But <laughs> I mean, I don't, now I know now. Like, I was kind of confused as to why he was in the talks of fighting Triple G, and then all of a sudden he's fighting S- Sadam uh, Sada Ali, and. Then I seen the guy and I'm like, oh, that's why he was intox talk, intoxicated fighting Triple G because he's huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was huge. Uh, Jarrett Heard already called out Jaime Mungaya. He wants the unification fight.
2: That would be a good. That would be a good fight.
1: Yeah, Jarrett Jarrett Heard is a, is a tough tough dude. He said, "Let me get that WBO." Mungaya says he <laughs> will. He wants to fight. Jarrett Hurd, Gennady Golovkin, or Saul Canelo Alvarez next.
2: Wow. Jared Hurd is the toughest SoundCloud rapper I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> it says, uh, if Mungaia can pull off an upset by beating Jarrett Hurd, he could be on his way to start him in a hurry. That would be a monstrous victory for Mungaia. It's... It, It's one thing for Mungaia to beat up on a welterweight like Saddam Ali. It's another thing altogether for him to defeat a top junior middleweight like Jared Hurd. If Mungaia could beat Hurd, Charles Charlo, and Erzlani Lara in succession, he would be right there where Gennady Golovkin is now in terms of popularity.
2: Mungaya wouldn't be as
1: popular as Campbell still, but he would be on his way to achieving that kind of popularity. Do you agree with that assessment? I mean...
2: Yeah, if he beats all those top names, yeah, definitely. But he still has to beat all those top names. Could you and I don't imagine, know if he I don't know if he is
1: Could you imagine a year from now, this guy that we were like this this dude better not be in the same ring as a guy like Triple G. Could we, we literally could be talking about a year from now just defeated Herd, Charlo, and Lara. <laughs> Isn't that insane to think?
2: No, man. I'm not even thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I... He he needs, he needs to come back and impress me a little more. Uh, yeah. So, Ray Vargas, uh, Azat Hovindesian, was as, was as fun of a fight as I had, I had talked about. I, I thought it would be.
2: Ooh. Yeah, it was a scrap.
1: Um... I had it one fifteen, one thirteen. Hovanesian. Am I, I crazy?
2: Um, um, I had a little wider. I gave Hovanesian the first, the eleventh, the twelfth, and the fifth, and, that, and I gave Vargas the rest.
1: So you had it one seventeen, one eleven.
2: Yeah, I thought. I thought. I just. I didn't think. Hovanesian did enough for long periods of time to like win those rounds. I just felt there were times where you know he would push on the gas and he would bother Vargas, but it just wasn't enough throughout so the I entire gave, fight.
1: I I went first, second, fifth, sixth, seventh, eleventh, and twelfth for Hovanhesian. But the rounds were close, too. I mean, like,
2: I I didn't have Vargas, like, blowing him out, per mm-hmm. se. Even though I had a wide margin in the rounds, I just scored a lot of close rounds for Vargas just because I felt like Vargas was doing just a little bit more and doing just enough to kind of win those rounds.
1: Or you, Excuse me, I, I, my math was wrong. You had 116-112. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I looked at Harold Letterman's scorecard – there was, I think, three of the rounds I gave to Vargas. He gave for uh, Hovanesian, and there was like four that I gave for Hovanesian. He, he gave to Vargas. So I, I'm yeah. with you. Like it was, it was a very, I don't know, I I don't understand how Don Trello gave it ten rounds to two. I didn't agree with that whatsoever. Yeah, I no, because because that because like man, if that fight would have
2: went for another few rounds, Vargas probably would have been in trouble. He like was bleeding from both
1: like, eyes and the back of his head behind his ear,
2: and he just looked like he was starting to get tired. And just a couple, of like if there was, if Hovanesian had, if this was like a fifteen round fight, like back in the day, Hovanesian <laughs> might have pulled it out.
1: You know, what was the one thing about Hovanesian too is he looked like that rugged guy who like doesn't have the greatest skill. It was kind of like um, he. Got, this was kind of the the example I wanted to say what I when I brought him up a couple of weeks ago talking about this fight, with, but I couldn't think of a good example, but he was like the Hebrew hammer dude, but with more skill. Where that he's just straightforward, but he was actually putting punches together. And, I mean, he was going in, and he wasn't just taking a beating. I mean, he – and and I think the other reason why I gave him seven rounds – is he landed more punches in, like, 11 of the 12 rounds than Vargas did. Yeah. Vargas's body was way better, obviously. Yeah. But he hit him in the def- yeah. head 210 times or something like that.
2: To me, <sighs> Ovanissian, like, moves well, and he has really fast hands. Like, he he's, yeah, he's just... He's but he's got more. He's got huge He's like a brawler, but he's got a little more skill than your average brawler, and a, like a little more athletic ability than your average brawler.
1: Yeah, I I'll take that because he's just he just comes forward like, uh. and he's awkward. And he's, and he's, and he's kind of awkward too. Like he throws some <laughs> weird punches,
2: some weird angles, and like has like moves his hands around all weird, and like he's he's kind of awkward
1: too. So. I will, He's fun to watch, though. He's I will stay on my my Azat Hovhannisian train that I was on after he beat Ronnie Rios a few months ago. I'm a fan of this dude. I thought he won the fight. Oh, why don't I just play that? Where's where Where's Manny at? There he is. I thought I won the fight. You thought you won the fight? Why? He didn't do nothing. Um, but I I totally I totally you know see it both sides, but I. You know what? I'm scoring it. I'm going. I might be one of the only ones that scored him winning this fight, but I just I don't know. I felt like at the end of the day that I would no, I would have rather been him than Vargas, and it's not because of the headbutts like some people might have gave it. Like I could see some people scoring it for uh, Hovahisian because they they just thought Vargas was bloodied, a la Pacquiao, Jeff Warren,
0: or he
1: mm-hmm. thought, but I I just I I. With, with how big of an underdog he actually was to Vargas, I thought he did so much more than any underdog should have done in a fight like that. I think he I think Vargas was like a minus six hundred.
2: Well why are you doing here?
1: Like Yeah. Like just some just some she wanna say hi.
2: I don't know. Hey <laughs> <laughs> <Just, I don't...
1: laughs> ah! girl got... yell at her Tell her, to, tell her to come talk on the tell her, tell her on the radio
2: she's off the radio now okay
1: she she can't come on the radio though we we'll we'll no. have the women to uh boxing next week so let' us talk about the like who looks hotter that'll be the that'll be the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it to all of our listeners. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, all in all, it was a great fight. It was it was exactly what I'd hoped. Um, I see it both ways, except for Don Trella, Don Trella still is the guy who, it, to me, cost Golovkin way more than Adelaide Byrd did. Byrd had a bad scorecard, but even she wasn't stupid enough to give the seventh to Canelo, like Don Trella yeah. did. That, that was more egregious than her card. But, anyway, uh, good fight, good fight. But... I want to move on to the the ESPN. We could talk the undercard in a minute if you want to. But this this fight I think is going to finish in my top 5 fights of the year right now. Without getting fully into it, did you enjoy Lenardo's Lomachenko?
2: Oh yeah, it was great. It was an awesome fight. I like
1: I had it 85 all. Going into the the last round that it ended, I had it a draw going into that tenth or whatever.
2: Man, see, like my 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 scorecard against you. So like, I didn't get to watch the ninth and the tenth round. Uh huh. Because um, my DVR cut out, so I just I know that he stopped him, but I got up to the eighth round and I don't know. I had Loma. I had Lenares like winning two rounds out of the eight, out of the eight. So again, my score card is probably a little wider than yours, but I know that the the knockdown made made round six to ten, eight round for Linares. So I
1: so I had it I had it five four Lomachenko going into the going into the tenth, and I gave Linares or no yeah I had it I had it five four Lomachenko, but because of the ten. The ten eight, I had a draw, a draw and then
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was five all, and then obviously Lomachenko stops him. Just a brutal liver shot, by the way.
2: Oh, y'all, right on the
1: money. God. God, um, I looked at the judges' scorecards. There was one that had the fight a draw. There was one that had Linares winning, and there was one that had Lomachenko winning. Yeah. So, going into the tenth, it was a draw. This fight was tremendous. This fight was just awesome. Mad props to Jorge Linares. That right hand that he caught Lomo wa- with was arguably one of the prettiest, just right crosses I may have ever seen somebody throw. You couldn't have, like, I don't think you could have, like, rehearsed that in a movie with how perfect that timing was. Um, no, he
2: timed it he timed it perfectly, like this. <laughs> right on the money.
1: You know, and even Lomachenko, like, whoa, when he went down, yeah. I mean he got but I you know to to Lomachenko's credit and I think what was one of the one of the the bad parts for Linares is I think that's when Lomachenko said, Alright, now I'm mad and I think he started seeing red and as we went into the eighth and ninth, getting into that tenth round, he went into a different gear. He went to that gear that you saw against uh Rigondeau and Walters and company. It was,
0: yeah.
1: and Lenares had no answer. You know, not to not to quote Teddy Atlas because I know um, he's kind of annoying, but he said it a hundred percent perfect. Lomachenko knocked at the front door and he came in the he came in the side of the back door. I mean, it was just ridiculous watching. He he threw like a fake and then sidestepped and then still threw that same... like He went to throw like a left to the body. But as he's throwing it, he stops and he sidesteps to the right like he's going to throw a right to the side, but then turns his entire body while he's taking the step and still throws the left to the body. He hurts Linares, but he almost falls over because of how awkward the movement was. Like I'm yeah. like, how do you... Do things like that. Like he I couldn't even keep up. Mine was thinking.
2: Oh, it's crazy! It's like I'm, I, all boxers probably see when they fight him is just like gloves. They probably don't really see much of him because he moves around so much. All they probably see is like gloves coming at them. I still can't. <laughs> can't you- I still can't get over. I still can't get over the one guy in that Facebook group that I'm in that said the said that Romanenko was a flat footed fighter. I was like, uh, yeah, I remember I, t- I told you about that a couple of years ago. Oh, my. Like one of the worst takes I've Ma'am, ever seen.
0: In this brochure, it says this tour is crunk. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Crunk! <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my God. That that's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Um, I'm, I'm sure you told me it. And I blocked it out of my mind. I think because of how terrible that is of a take. Yeah. What, what did he did he say Golovkin doesn't have power?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Did he say
1: that. Uh, Donna Stevenson fights everybody in his way.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: Gosh, um, did you watch that? The um like in the the pre fight build to the the Lomachenko Lenares match where they showed Lomachenko training.
2: I saw like I was trying to fast forward through it so I could get get it watched, but I saw him like walking on his like walking on his hands.
1: He was like doing like like he, like you know how when you when you're flat footed and you jump forward like like a like a rabbit jump or whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. He did a handstand on his knuckles and was pushing off his knuckles and jumping, like jumping from one corner to the other corner on his knuckles to hands to knuckles to hands, upside Jeez. down. Wow. Then he's then he he's got a like a, a bouncy ball strung off of the front of his or the back of his hat, and he's punching it in front of his face like a hundred times while it's just yeah, dangling off before. of. his head. Then he yeah. then he took a um like uh one of those like like those racquetballs and he throws it off the wall and he's punching it back on the wall basically playing racquetball up close with his fists. Wow. And then the weirdest thing it almost looks like a sudoku puzzle. He's got all these numbers in random spots on this giant grid on the wall. And you see him like pointing at these numbers, and I don't know what the sequence or order of what what it means, but he, he's kind of doing like repetitive like mind trick, like mind test things. Yeah, it's incredible the training that uh, that that his dad is doing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, seems like it's very reflex orientated, and like natural, like functional, functional strength and reflexes.
1: Uh, It, it, it blows my mind and, you know, coordination. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's, that's what I was looking for. Um, You know, it, it made me wonder why not more, but then I totally get it because of how good his son is. But Anatoly Lomachenko got, you know, uh, a trainer of the year last year because of, how well he's he's training Vasili? You know, yeah. do you think he ever takes on a second or third guy, or you think he's just no. gonna stick with kid? I mean, it's it's
2: he probably it's just gonna stick with the Lomachenko.
1: That you have the trainer of the year only training one fighter, and that guy's arguably the best fighter in the world. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see how well doing with his kid. But I I just, I don't know. If we go next and we get Lomachenko, I'll ask you this first. What's your thoughts? Do you want to see Linares get a rematch with Lomachenko?
2: I mean, I had to fight a little wider. It was an entertaining fight. But I felt like Lomachenko was clearly winning before the fight ended. But mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess, I guess Linares fought like well enough to get a rematch, and I mean, and he did knock him down, and Lomachenko didn't look as perfect as he usually looks. So I mean, I don't really know who else is out there right now. So can you yeah give can, give Linares, give Linares a rematch?
1: Could you imagine being Jorge Linares and you had that good of a showing and you still lost?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
1: That just says, like, how good of a fighter Jorge Linares is. Yeah. That, you know, he's able to put out this this just incredible performance. He drops Lomachenko, and it was kind of like, eh. You know, when it was all said and done, it was like watching that Celtics-Cavs game. It was like, yeah. all right, well, we knew what was going to, you know, we the home court. We knew what was gonna happen here after after the beginning of it. I mean it was it was brutal how well Lomachenko won M. Mm-hmm. My next question then is if if the Lenares thing the rematch doesn't doesn't necessarily excite you what about a unification with WBC champion Mikey Garcia?
2: That would be that would be probably even better just because that's, we don't know what 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 will happen with this fight just because we haven't seen it yet and you have Mikey Garcia who's one of the best pound for pound guys and you have Lomachenko who's one of the best pound for pound guys and yeah that
1: would that would be that would be nice too now we talked last week uh, about uh, Robert Easter Jr. wanting Mikey Garcia and how a guy like Easter could give Garcia fits cuz he's not mm-hmm. he's, you know See so, yeah, better Sergey Lipinier. If they went Easter Garcia, what do you think about a WBO-WBA unification with uh, Vasily Lomachenko taking on Raimundo Beltran?
2: Yeah. Beltran's just not skilled enough. I think Lomachenko would outclass him pretty badly.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's – I think that money fight is Lomachenko-Garcia – and I think I mean, Easter kind of like your King Kong Ortiz to Wilder Joshua. Where he could be yeah. the guy. Who could make a, make a difference happen.
2: Like Beltran is just not a guy that like you need a guy like Linares to really a guy who's big and who has who's bigger than Lomachenko and who has skill. You're gonna need that type of guy to like really test Lomachenko. You're not gonna test him with. A very good, like, a bet more of a tough guy, I guess. Beltrán's more of a tough guy to me. And, I mean, you need skill and natural, like, ability and size to kind of bother Lomachenko. And I don't think Beltrán has the skill, so.
1: You know, when we talk about the. Um... The 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 slight fits that Garcia has with some of these guys we saw it with Lepineau we talked about it Robert Easter could oppose it does Lomachenko give him more fits than any of those guys or is it just that awkward style that a guy like Lepineau or or in, in grit or the the same thing with Robert Easter is what would make it tougher than Gar- or for Garcia? Yeah, I, I
2: I think so. I just. I don't think Garcia struggles as much as people think he does. I mean, I just... I also think that, like, Lepinier is that good, you know, to give Garcia a little bit of issues. I mean, it's not like... Like, Lepinier is a good fighter. He just doesn't have a big name, so it's probably why people were like, oh, this isn't actually a close fight, but they've never probably really seen Sergey Lepinier fight before. So... I think Mike Garcia is fighting a lot of guys who are like better than people think they are.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I I think Sergey Lepinier got the raw end of the stick with, you know, people just not giving him his, his just due that I that he deserves. I mean, that that's a yeah. tough dude. That's a tough dude. Uh, so time will tell what happens next. Uh did you want to talk the uh the undercard fight on the ESPN? You know,
2: I mean, I kind of, I like watched it, and Adamas looked pretty good. Like he looked like he could be, you know, a a guy that's an up and comer to person to watch because he's he's very big. He's got some boxing skill, and you know, he just looks like he's pretty good. So, I mean, there wasn't much to take away from that fight. Just a kind of a good welcome. To the mainstream, kind of showing, I guess, for for Adames. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I thought uh, what was his name Barrera had a couple points where it was like ah, you know he he did a little bit of work, but it was clearly a, a showcase for Carlos Adames. Um, yeah. Alejandro Barrera didn't seem like a guy that was in the right right class. I was a little upset that we didn't get to see Michael Conlan. Yeah, I was I was I was wondering sure. about that. I guess they saved him for the ESPN plus only, so they're already getting oh. into that mode with uh you wanna see him too, you gotta order the, the ESPN plus. So looks hey. like the, taking my money. I, I, I also was was hoping we would have got the uh Teofimo Lopez Jr. guns Victor Fritas uh eight rounder as well, but that wasn't on there as well. Uh that I mean and then obviously I didn't get to see Tony Hitman Harrison defeat uh Ishe Smith in a split decision 10 rounder cuz I don't believe I own Bounce TV. Uh did yeah, you catch that fight at Nope. No Bounce. Uh maybe Kyle Adams can give us a review on that fight one of these days here. Um I think he sensitive <laughs> Bounce TV. <laughs> Um, I mean, otherwise, I mean, there's not really a lot to say. We kind of talked about a lot of the stuff here. Um, you know, we can kind of talk the big three fights this weekend, give our predictions on them. And, you know, we could take it home here. We, you know, we we All obviously right. a little short here, guys, because we plan on having a having our interview. So that this would be a full two hour show if it was if we had the interview. So it is what it is. Um, so we'll just we'll wrap it up here though. Uh Donna Stevenson taking on Badu Jack. Who you got next Saturday?
2: Uh man, as much as I hate to hate to say this 'cause Badu is a a personal favorite of mine. I'm going Stevenson KO in the fourth or fifth.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to be pulling for Badu Jack But I don't think he beats Adana Stevenson either Dang it so frustrating but yeah I I think Stevenson wins too I'm with you Uh, Then over on Showtime WBC Featherweight Championship Gary Russell Jr. against Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr.
2: I think this is going to be A huge step up in class For Jojo Diaz Um, I'm going Gary Russell By you By uh, split decision
1: yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go Russell. I'm right there with you, but I think I agree. I think this is gonna be a really close fight. And I think it's gonna be a really fun fight too. I think these guys are gonna go out there and throw a lot of punches, and there's gonna be a lot of action. Um, I feel like this is one we're really gonna talk about next week, and we're gonna, gonna be really excited. But uh, I'm gonna go Russell unanimous. I think it's gonna go decision as well. I'm 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 thinking like seven five, you know one fifteen one thirteen type fight. Yeah. And then over the other uh, Featherweights on the line as well, the IBF, Lee Selby defending against Josh Warrington. This is on uh, YouTube and Showtime Facebook.
2: Interesting. I'm going Lee Selby by split decision.
1: Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Lee Selby's going to stop him. Uh, I'm going to go right around the 10th, I think. But I think Lee Selby's going to stop him, and I think Lee Selby's going to call out Gary Russell Jr. Nice. That's where I think this is going to go, and then let's let's keep getting some beautifications, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there is a fight in Niagara Falls, Ontario, um, not on any form of 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 film or anything, but Samuel Vargas is in the main event, and Dierry Jean is in the semi-main. <laughs> it's just crazy that these guys are just randomly fighting.
2: Yeah. Dear uh,
1: <laughs> and then I mean we got there's a couple good fights here. Um, this is on Sunday the twentieth. Uh, Ryoichi Taguchi is defending his WBA and IBF junior flyweight titles against Hecky Butler uh, Hecky Butler maybe I five know, years. No,
2: I don't know, know nothing about these dudes.
1: He's a, he's a German cat. He's been around for a while. Like If you look at a Ring magazine like five years ago, he's one of those dudes that's like snooping around like a top ten list. But oh, Okay. Yeah, a while ago, I think Taguchi takes him. It, it, it'll be interesting too. Junior flyweight. I, I'm wondering, Taguchi defends two of these belts again, when he decides to try to move up and get on this HBO cash cow that Izzy flyweight shows. It's not a huge jump up. And then uh well we well you know what, we're going to wait because we can save these for next week. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of fights. Holy cow. Uh May 25th is a Friday, May 26th is a Saturday. There's a fight on the 25th, a fight on the 26th on ESPN, a fight on Fox Sports 1, and then another non-televised one, David Lemieux fighting in Quebec on a non-televised fight. Uh, we get an FS1 show. <clears throat> we get the ESPN Plus show that's got Khalid Yafai on it. Also has Jose Benavides and also has Yerwin Uh the Filipino guy, oh, wow. even. And then next Friday, Jamie McDonald might be kissing his WBA bantamweight title away because he faces the man who moved up in weight. He's defending. In his Bantamweight debut, taking on the monster, Naoya Inoue. So, I, I can't wait. we got a couple weeks until that fight. So, we're going to have to, we're, we're going to find a live stream of that. We're going to find a stream of that. We're going to watch that fight so we can talk about it. Because I want to break down the monster. Moving up to Bantamweight, taking on McDonald. In his first fight, he gets the title shot. Ah, yeah. I can't wait for the monster. Uh, what did I wanted to ask you, too. Did you have a chance to watch the Many Oath and Leastraa uh Strata Fight
2: I haven't yet no I've been working so much lately but I, it's yeah. on my it's on my bucket list to do so
1: throw it on your uh I'm going to watch it on my lunch break list
2: I don't get a lunch break really but I'll try
1: throw it on my I'm going to take a poop on company time list
2: I can't really do that either
1: dang when do you poop in the morning. <laughs> Dang. So you already and when I get home
2: your... I do it right away in the morning then when I get home. But this is this is too much information
1: for this. <laughs> man, I was trying to talk about your bowel time, man. I thought the listeners need to know. They need no, to No
2: they don't. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Oh, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, We're cutting out 20 minutes early, but hey, we we gave you a full show that we would have had anyway, so it's not like you didn't get anything that you didn't get. Uh, We're going to have Marlon Sims. uh, We're going to try to get him back on next week. Uh, Read you this interview. Keep knocking this out. A lot of good fights, though, that we're going to be talking about next weekend. We'll see what comes next after Stevenson fights Jack, the whole nine yards. So it'll be a fun little interesting show. I'm excited. Uh, for myself and Al, uh, Elijah here, we appreciate you all checking in with us. We will catch you next week, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Standing eight count Peace out.
2: Bye.